Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Tomorrow is a consequential election, not just in Virginia for the governor's race or in the 15th congressional district with Mike Carey uh, being deserving of your vote. But I really think... It is a time for parents to start taking back America, taking it back at the school board level. I've talked about school boards a lot. I have not yet brought you a candidate from Hilliard. We talked a lot about Hilliard schools and about a lot of the progressive stuff going on in Hilliard schools. And I'm pleased to tell you that I now have found several candidates that I uh, do endorse for your school board election in the city of Hilliard. One of them is joining me on the phone right now. Her name is Lisa Chaffee. And Lisa, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. I know that you, Zach Vorst, and Beth Murdoch would be great candidates for the Hilliard School Board. Uh, You have three openings, which is one more than most boards. And you have uh, at least one retiring incumbent, maybe two, actually two retiring incumbents. So you really have an opportunity to remake the board. Tell me why you got into this and why you decided to run for school board, along with uh, people that you support in tandem with yourself, Zach Vorst and Beth Murdoch. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate your support. Uh, I got uh, interested in the school board when COVID-19 pulled back that curtain and, like most parents, started paying attention to what was really happening. Uh, During the shutdown, my son uh, and other students on 504 IEP plans were not getting the help they needed. And through all the communication, trying to reach out to the board just felt like they weren't listening to me. And I finally met with a group of like-minded parents, and we decided that we needed to run one of our own candidates. And I met Zach and Beth there. And so the three of us stepped up to the plate and said, we're not going to sit back anymore. We're going to be the ones to do this. And so we're actually running on a slate of three. So tell me and, what tell me what IEP is and what it was that uh, grabbed your attention as it concerned your son. Well, my son has ADHD, and so he's on the, the 504 plan. Um, other kids with you know, dyslexia, any other special needs, uh, did not get any help during the lockdown at all and it it was a disaster it it was a battle with my son just trying to get him to do schoolwork. he wasn't really comprehending and i heard from many many other parents were having the same situation and it really set our children back academically lisa chafee is our guest she's running for school board in the hilliard district Uh, I endorse her candidacy along with Zach Vorst and Beth Murdoch. There are three seats available. You really have an opportunity in Hilliard to remake your board and get control of your school. Uh, Basically what you're talking about here, Lisa, is unresponsiveness from the school, a lack of care for the individual student, and unresponsiveness when you reached out. As you have networked and talked with other parents, uh, 
I'm sure you've heard other stories about their view of the system. What is the prevailing view of parents in this system that uh, I would assume have has given you some other clarity on some other things that need to be attended to if, in fact, you, Zach Vorst, and Beth Murdoch are elected to the board? What is it that you guys also know you have to get after? Well, the biggest thing is the academic performance. In 2012, our state ranking, and I hate that we have to use the test scores as a metric, but that's the tool that we have right now. In 2012, Hilliard was ranked 111 in the state. As of 2019, we dropped to 326. Wow. So our kids are not getting the academic excellence they deserve. And we want to make sure that our children are being taught how to think, not what to think, being taught uh, in a manner that will prepare them to compete on the world stage when they graduate. So that's the number one issue for us is the academic performance. The second issue is the lack of communication between the school board and the parents. And we want to make sure that we have open, honest dialogue, are completely transparent, and we will be doing things if we're elected, such as monthly town halls with all of the parents, because it has to be a team effort between the board, the administration, the teachers, and most importantly, the parents, so that our kids are getting the best. What I hear, and we're talking with Lisa Chafee, a candidate for school board in the Hilliard City School District, uh, what I hear, Lisa, is that you want parental involvement. You want to know what parents are thinking. You're certainly familiar with the national debate on this with the Department of Justice's uh, portrayal uh, from a letter initially since retracted by the National School Board Association that parents are uh, being too boisterous in trying to plug into their kids' education. You want more parental involvement. Uh, You feel like that's appropriate and needed in the Hilliard District. Am I right? Very much so. We are not co-parenting with the government in any way, shape, or form. And parents have got to take an active role, be it just monitoring what's happening with their kids and their schoolwork. I know a lot of parents, like myself, I'm a single parent, don't have a whole lot of time to get to board meetings and PTO meetings, but step one is communicating with your child, seeing what they're bringing home, communicating with their teachers. And Hilliard is developing um, committees to get more parent involvement, and we need to encourage that. These are our kids. And quite frankly, um, we are in an ideological war right now in our country, and if we as a society, as parents, don't step up and fix this problem, our country is doomed. We need to grow leaders, not followers. And if we don't teach the kids how to think, then we're going to just be growing a bunch of sheep. Lisa Chafee, our guest. Lisa, Zach Vorst, and Beth Murdoch are my endorsed candidates for school board in the Hilliard District. Get out and vote tomorrow. Call your friends. Tell them uh, I really appreciate a lot of what, Lisa, you've said about your heart for why you're running for school board. Uh One of the things that I wonder about is, uh, you mentioned it, uh, materials being brought home by kids. My dad and mom never opened my textbooks. I didn't until about 2008 start to do that with my kids. And when I did, we realized the need to homeschool our kids and now recently to put them in a private Christian school. I've heard horror stories from parents in the Hillier District about some of the topics that are being taught, some of the books that are being taught, specifically Poet X as literature. Uh, it's important that parents take a look at what their students are being taught and uh, and weigh in on it, because I think the schools have been successful, not just in Hilliard, but a lot of places 
in getting things past parents because you and I grew up in a generation where it was unthinkable that the teacher would be trying to do anything other than teach classic American literature, authentic American history, these kinds of things. What is the need, in your opinion, for parents to know and investigate exactly what their kids are being instructed to learn? Well, first of all, let me say, officially, Hilliard does not endorse critical race theory. Um, We do have some individual teachers who are bringing the tenets of what we're hearing in the news from those people into the classroom. Um, But you've got to pay attention and make sure that, you know, what your kids are reading fits with your values, um, is age-appropriate. You know, Poet X, perfect example, I, I... led the charge on that, and I actually liked the book, but I did not feel like it was appropriate for ninth graders, um, and make sure that the teachers are being held to the state standards, and you just have to know what's happening, and, and look at the assignments, and really get that dialogue with your kids. Lisa Chafee, our guest, Lisa, Zach Vorse, Beth Murdoch, my endorsed candidates in the Hilliard City School District. I ask every candidate who's running. I asked Diana Rigby in Dublin. I asked um, Liz Easton in Upper Arlington. I've uh, talked with Jen Foyt in Olentangy, Erica Detweiler, Sonia Walker in uh, Jonathan Alder, also Felicia Castle in Olentangy. What's this experience been like for you? A lot of people uh, support you and applaud you for putting yourself out there to try to get schools where you think they need to be, but that's not a universal opinion. And I wonder if you've had experiences that have um, opened your eyes to the difficulty of this battle that you're engaging in. Oh, yes. Fortunately, we've not had the the horrific experiences that they've had in Worthington, but personally, um, I have been attacked. I actually had an individual call my employer, found my LinkedIn profile, tried to get me fired. Um, I had other people threaten to do that. I had have had campaign magnets three times stolen off my truck. We have, uh, of course, been called you know racist, homophobic, you name it. Um, and, and what really astonishes me is how many people say stop the bullying, stop the bullying in our schools. That all of these grown-ups, that is exactly what they've been doing through this campaign, trying to shut us down. Yeah, and it's. Uh... I don't know. I don't know whether to be encouraged by the fact that uh, it bothers the opposition so much, and I think it's um, introducing light in a dark place. I think darkness doesn't un- doesn't understand and doesn't like the light. So I get it, but I feel for you and Zach Vorse, Beth Murdoch, other candidates in Hilliard and elsewhere that we've talked about that have to shoulder this burden. But I want to thank you for doing it. You're engaging in important work. I certainly urge the people in Hilliard to vote Chafee, Vorst, and Murdoch on Tuesday, and I certainly hope on Wednesday morning I can tell everybody that you guys are now part of the Board of Education in Hilliard. Lisa, thanks for your time, and thanks for everything that you do. Thank you, Bruce. Really appreciate it. Get out and vote, everyone. So I didn't realize uh, what a talented businesswoman. Joyce Beatty is the uh, chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. A story yesterday in the dispatch caught my eye that her home in Blacklick is for sale. Good for her. She uh, tragically lost her husband, Otto Beatty, who was a 20-year U.S. congressman. 
Uh, he passed away. She's downsizing. Been there, done that with my parents. I get it. I just was a little bit curious, like, wow, a $1.2 million house for a U.S. congressman? Uh, that seems pretty stunning. But then I realized, look, wealth is good, Bruce. Rich people hire people. Nothing wrong with Joyce Beatty being rich. Doesn't really fit the profile that she cultivates as a candidate of the people, a woman who understands the pain of the inner city. But, hey, that's fine. Well, it's a little bit odd that she doesn't know what they paid for the house, that it was acquired in a secret trust with Ohio Dominican, and Ohio Dominican owned the house for a day. Okay, that's weird. Then I was drawn to the fact that she goes, ah, I don't know what anything costs. I just, I don't, I don't know what car costs. I don't know what a house costs. Like, I don't know nothing. Which I thought, well, shouldn't you kind of know? Like, do you know what hamburger costs? Eggs? Milk? Bread? Do you know what? The people and can you really identify with the people you represent? So then I thought, oh, I need to read more about Joyce Beatty. How long has she been in Congress? Well, I found out she came to Congress because her husband, Otto Beatty, decided he didn't want to be a congressman anymore. And then she was appointed to his spot. And she's held it ever since because, you know, honestly, let's be let's be honest. We're truthful here. It might not be pleasant to hear. What do you think your chances of getting elected by a primarily inner-city electorate are when you're a black woman? Pretty good, right? Well, she's smoking it in every congressional election. She's crushing it with 70% of the vote. Then I read her Wikipedia page, and uh, it's uh, very interesting. Uh, In March of 2020, The Intercept reported that Joyce Beatty and her husband sold one of their Columbus properties in 2013 to a developer while the uh, late Otto Beatty, late now, not then, of course, sat on the zoning board that approved the sale. Hmm, wasn't that special? Uh, Joyce Beatty called the criticism a distortion of her public's record. Uh, Otto Beatty, in an interview with the Columbus Dispatch, said his wife had nothing to do with the property's pricing. It had been sold when he was on the downtown commission, which, quote, reviewed a request to demolish the existing structures on the property and replace them with a high-rise apartment building. Hmm. That's interesting that uh, Joyce Beatty seems to have a way of coming out pretty good in the real estate transaction game. I also found online a story from the Taxpayers for Common Sense. The story is old, but uh, nevertheless consequential. Uh, Published in... June of 2013, and now there's a note on it that says it's been original. It's been published again in 2021, and it says that uh, Joyce Beatty, as a freshman congressman in 2013, received $253,000 from her government pension last year, a sum that combined with her congressional salary will make her higher paid than President Barack Obama. So Joyce Beatty has a federal pension of $250,000. How did she get that? Well, it says in this story, she spent eight years in the Ohio State House, including a stint as Democratic leader, before landing a job in 2008 as Senior Vice President of Outreach and Engagement at Ohio State University. Mm. It was a plum post that came with a $320,000 salary. Mm plus benefits that vastly inflated her pension. 
At the time, Ohio used the three highest years of salary to calculate pension payments. Beatty was in the university job for, what do you know, three years and 20 days. And so she gets a $250,000 pension, and she draws a $174,000 salary. And she's got a home on the market for $1.2 million that she doesn't know what they paid for it because, to quote her exactly, if you ask me how much a car costs, I wouldn't know. It's just the way my life has been. I never thought to ask, how much was this car? How much was this house? And again, I'll just say, is that how it works at your house? Does your husband or wife go buy a car and you have no knowledge of what it costs? No interest in what it costs. Don't ask. Don't want to know. It's like gays in the military. Don't ask. Don't tell. Is that how it works at your house? Because it's not how it works at mine. That's how it works at Joyce Beatty's house. And it's a nice house. And it's on the market for $1.2 million. School board elections, local elections, might carry over Allison Russo. That's how we get this back. We are being fed a bunch of nonsense right now. A bunch of nonsense. We have a presidential administration that in the last, what, two weeks? Here are some of the headlines I've dealt with. The announcement of a national gender strategy. The honoring of a first four-star female admiral admiral in the U.S. Navy who, oh, by the way, is biologically a man and lived as a man, which he was born as a man and is still a man, but he wears a dress. The thought that they might need to give illegal immigrants $450,000 each, each for being separated at the border from a family member during the Trump administration. $450,000 each. They're studying that. And that their grand infrastructure plan includes $30 billion in tree equity. Tree equity. Are we a serious country? No. Not if we allow this kind of nonsense to pervade at the national level. Not if we allow such nonsense to be extolled and esteemed in our local schools. This is why it is important tomorrow to vote for Mike Carey, to take Steve Stiver's spot, to go to Washington and hopefully um, poke a hole in the darkness. This is why it is essential, essential in Olentangy to elect Jen Foyt and Felicia Castle, in Dublin to elect Diana Rigby and Sherry Stryker, in Hilliard to elect to your school board Zach Vorse, Lisa Chafee, Beth Murdoch, in Southwestern City Schools to elect Chris Boso and Kelly Martindale, and in Jonathan Alder to, to elect Erica Detweiler, and Sonia Walker. If you really care, if you want to stop the nonsense, it starts at the local level on your local boards of education. Send that message tomorrow.